Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. You're welcome. Uh, do me a favor. You guys know how this works. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, before we even start, okay, I'm going to pause right now. You can press pause too if you want. Uh, go to Apple, leave a review, rate the podcast. You could actually do that on Spotify now too. You could subscribe. You can share it, all those things, um, and it helps me with the algorithm. Believe it or not, after four years of doing a podcast, I'm still trying to grow it. Ha ha. Um, and also, this podcast, as you guys know, or maybe not, maybe you're new here, is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. Um, Christmas is basically here, so if you haven't bought any uh, goodies for your fitness lover in your life they might have gift certificates but i'm gonna be honest i don't know but you could be like hey i bought you a bunch of cool stuff you could show them the receipt and then maybe it'll get me i don't know anyway they have all kinds of cool awesome fitness accessories for the fitness lover in your life like me um, they have meal prep bags meal prep containers um, they have the best workout towels on the market they have shaker cups galore Everyone needs shaker cups. You can never have too many shaker cups, especially if you're mixing protein powder because for whatever reason, that shit fucking leaves the smell. Even when you wash it, eventually you just got to get a new shaker cup. So if you have multiple, you can maybe prolong that. You know, my uh, my ex-girlfriend used to always say, you have too many. I'm like, you can never have too many. Okay. In fact, I need more because they keep coming out with cool shit. Uh, anyway, go to performer.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the word 10, the word pounds. You will save 15% off of your order. And as also, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Bucked Up Supplements. They have all of the supplement needs you want. It's almost New Year, guys. Some of you guys are going are gonna to make a vow or a resolution to get into better shape or to get into the best shape of your life and to start working out and blah, blah, blah. Did you guys hear that? Uh, anyway, I just honked at somebody. I'm driving. We're doing a we're doing a driving podcast because I'm spending too much time in traffic these days. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking do it. It's just me anyway. Um, but anyway, Bucked Up has all your supplements. So if you want to get in shape in the new year, like I know you do, or in the better shape, they have every supplement for every fitness goal that you might have. You want to get jacked? They have supplements for that. You want to lose weight? They have supplements for that. You want to fucking run marathons like me, they have supplements for that. Go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10 in the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your order. What? All right. So um, we are back. It's uh, the week of Christmas and uh, I'm, I'm just going to be back. I'm going to kind of recap what went on this weekend um, and we'll go from there. So, uh, you know, we are, uh, we're a week a little bit over a week now since I ran the marathon, uh, and uh, my body is basically healed. Um, it's actually quite remarkable um, what the body's capable of. I can tell you from personal experience that the first time I ran a marathon, I was 24, because it was 2005, I believe. Um, so yeah, 2005 is when I ran my first marathon, the LA marathon, and I could not walk for days afterwards. I actually remember the day I ran the marathon, I came home, um, the first, this is my first marathon in 2005 and I could not, like, I could not walk upstairs. I, 
it was almost impossible. I mean, I did it, but like, like I had to physically pick up my legs and lift them up over the bathtub so that I could get in and into the shower and take a shower that day. Um, and like when I went to work for a few days, like almost a week, like I could barely walk and it was hard and it took about, I want to say like almost a year for, uh, the pain that I had developed in my knee to subside. It was uh, like, I would, I would do like stuff like leg press and squats and stuff. And it, there was, there was a nagging pain and that was, I knew it came from, you know, pushing it on the marathon. And that was kind of what kind of killed me in that marathon. And the thing was, it was my first marathon, you know, back then. But the thing was, I was also like 25. Like you would think my body would have been more resilient. But also, um, some of you guys know me personally, but um, back then, I was probably walking around with at least 10 extra pounds. I was I was around 170 back then, maybe even a little bit heavier. And it was more like, I just had more mass. And uh, it was interesting. It's interesting because uh, as a 43-year-old man, I have less, I'm, I'm smaller. And, and that's, you know, that's by design. Like, I choose to be smaller. Um, I like the way I look on camera, on stage. Like, I, I have the body... I basically have the body that I want. Now, would I like a little bit more ab definition? Yeah, of course. Um, but because I've been crazy training for marathon for the last, you know, two years, essentially, um, I don't like I've learned. And, and that's what I was kind of going to talk about uh, a little bit anyway, um, that uh, nutrition is very important. I mean, nutrition is very important, period, you know, whether you're trying to gain muscle, whether you're trying to lose weight, you know, even if you're just maintaining kind of, you know, like was kind of what I'm basically doing at this point. Um, but also um, your nutrition, you know, our, our nutrition, our nutrition is food or our, our nutrition is fuel, I should say. Um, that's basically, you know, if you look back in the history of, of mankind and primates and, you know, everything that we've evolved from or you know, if you don't believe in evolution and, you know, from the beginning of time, uh, God created Adam and Eve and all that stuff. Um, can't we have both? Can't we have religion and, you know, evolution a little bit? I don't know. Um, isn't that what the Church of Christ scientists believe? I don't know. <laughs> no fucking clue. Anyway, um, you know, when whatever, like I said, whatever you believe in, it, you know, our, our primal, you know, instinct as, you know, mammals, or animals, whatever, was that we needed fuel for energy. Like, you know, it's it's like putting gas in your car. Like, your gas, your, your gas needs a car. Your car needs gas to run. Our bodies need nutrients to operate, to, you know, you think about, you know, you can even think about Adam and Eve, you know, if that's like I said, if that's, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't believe that. I'm just saying, like, I, I think that there's obviously scientific evidence that evolution has taken place, but like, I also believe in God. So it's like a weird kind of like, why can't both be true kind of thing? You know, like the dinosaurs obviously existed, uh, to my knowledge, not really in the Bible. So it's like, you know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, um, but you know, we recognize that we needed nutrients for fuel. 
so that we could go and find more nutrients or go hunt, you know, a deer or an ox or whatever the fuck, you know, people were hunting or just to go, you know, to evade predators. Like if you don't have any fuel in your body and there's a, an animal trying to kill you or a person, you know, another primate trying to kill you, you're going to have to have the energy. And if you don't have the energy, like, and they're chasing you for, you know, hours, you know, it's not like you can't go into a house and hide back then, you know? So my point is, is, uh, you know, food is fuel. And depending on what your goals are, you know, your, your nutrition is very important, obviously, you know, if on, on both sides of the spectrum, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, bottom line is, uh, you're going to have a caloric, you're going to need a caloric deficit. Okay. What's a caloric deficit, Peter? What does it fucking sound like, dude? You have to burn more calories than you eat. However, however, um, so because when when you hear that, you think, okay, well, I just won't eat anything, and then I'll burn more than I eat. Well, it's like, yes, in theory, that's how that works, but it's actually not how that works because your body still needs that fuel to function and to for to feed the muscles and your organs and your brain and everything in your body requires some sort of fuel. So there is a certain amount of nutrition that you need just for your body to function normally. And that's where most people fall into the category or, you know, know of this number, 1200 calories per day is about what people need to, uh, like survive. Basically, if you're getting less than that, you're probably malnourished unless you're like, in a special condition, like maybe you have some kind of, you know, digestive issue, something you can, your body can't, your enzymes can't digest certain things. Like, I mean, everyone's different, but in a general sense, most people need about 1200 calories per day. On top of that, most people burn roughly, you know, I don't, I mean, I'm sure things have uh, been updated over the last couple years, but usually I want to say it's like around 1500 or something is what the average person burns just this is the average person this is not even like i'm not even talking physical activity or anything like that like i'm just talking about the average person that's what like five six or so and weighs 170 pounds or whatever the average fucking height and weight is um doing nothing all day long that person will burn roughly about 1500 calories as you get older, that kind of slows down a little bit. And that's why, you know, when I used to put people on, on meal plans back when, I mean, I'm still training, obviously, um, or maybe not, obviously, maybe you guys don't know this. I'm not a famous comedian yet, guys. So I still work during the day as a personal trainer. Hence, one of the reasons why my schedule is crazy. And sometimes it's hard for me to get people on because I just sometimes don't have the time to schedule out and not make money that I need to survive. So anyway, um, you know, as you get older, you start to lose muscle and stuff. So and your metabolism slows down. So you don't need as much food. But even an old person probably needs about 1200 calories to survive. So anyway, uh, so you have to have a deficit every day. The best, the best, the easiest, most simplest way I can tell somebody is... Here we go again. 
sorry. Gosh, I don't need to fix. I don't know what is wrong with this mic, but it, I don't know. Sometimes it works great, and then sometimes it doesn't. Um, but like, the only real way to know how many calories your body's burning because you know if you hop on, let's say, let's say if you're working out, right? And you go to the gym and you hop, you hop on an elliptical or something or the stairs. And then you do it for 20 minutes and then it tells you you burn 300 calories or whatever, right? You're like, okay, cool. I burned 300 calories right there. Well, yes and no. Did that machine ask you how much you weigh? Sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't though. Sometimes you just hop on and move and then it tells you how many calories. It's like, well, how does it know how many calories you burn? How does that machine know how many calories you burn if it doesn't know how old you are, how tall you are, how much you weigh? what your body fat is, you know, like all of those things are important. Maybe not as much the body fat, but like definitely like the age, height, weight, like that's going to help really determine how many calories you burn. So the only way to really know is by having like a calorie tracker of some sort, like a Fitbit or something like that. And even those aren't 100% accurate. Or like a whoop strap, you know, there's that one. There's like a Garmin makes a fitness tracker, you know, Apple, uh, what's what's the Apple Watch. You know, there's, I mean, there's so many of them, but they're not 100% accurate, but they're going to give you a better idea, especially like because you're just wearing it all day. You know, you get to see in real time at the end of the day how many calories you burn approximately. So you can see, okay, well, every day I'm burning 1,800 calories or I'm, I'm averaging... 2000 calories like if you saw mine you know on, on days where i do my long runs i'm burning you know upwards of close to like 6000 calories a day on a normal day when i just do my normal workouts and you know work and whatever else like i'm probably burning close to 4000 calories a day okay and if i'm doing longer runs i'm burning more like so 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 food has become important because like i said i've learned as now I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to call myself an experienced marathon runner, but you know, I do have some experience now. And over the last couple of years, since I've been really in it, you know, I've learned that my body, I need more food when I'm training for a marathon because I just need that energy so that I don't fucking die. Like I talked about dying on the marathon, you know, I, you know, you start at about you know, 16, 18 miles, you really start to fucking break down. And that's where fuel becomes important, you know, over the course of your training program. So uh, my point in all of that was, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to make a couple points here. But, you know, for marathon training, I, my, my concern isn't like, OK, I mean, I, I have abs, but I would like my abs to be a little bit more defined. But I need to eat enough to fuel my body for my workouts. So it's just like a weird like I'm not dieting. If I wanted to diet, I could easily be fucking shred even more shredded than I am now in like two weeks but then I would not be able to fully train for the marathon my next marathon because I wouldn't be eating enough do you see what I'm saying so anyway um so yes trying to lose weight caloric deficit is important the deficit I've talked about this before but it's been a while and since we're almost to the new year I figure I fucking talk about it right now um you know the general sense like I talked about is uh you should have a deficit of at least 500 calories every day, which means that every day, if you want to lose weight, you need to be burning 500 calories more than you're eating. Okay. 
how do I know how many I'm burning? I just went over that with the fucking fit tracker. That's the only way you're really going to know how many you're burning. And then you eat 500 calories less. So if I burn 2,000 calories today, I'm eating 1,500. And that'll have my deficit of 500 because 500 calories times seven days a week, that's 3,500 calories. What does that magic number equal? 3,500 calories equals one pound. What? I know. Magic. Now, you could burn more than that, you know, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want your deficit to be too huge because then, then you start to get into the point where you're burning muscle tissue. And if you're burning muscle tissue, then you're going to lower the amount of calories that you burn. That's why, that's one of the reasons why older people burn less calories throughout the day is because they're just old and their muscles have gone away. And so they're not burning as many calories. The more muscle you have, the more calories you burn. Hence why the fuel is important during a training program. You see how that comes full circle? Yes. So 500 calorie deficit, like I said, there's more, but you don't want to be too much more. And you don't want to starve yourself either because your body does still need nutrients to function properly. On the flip side of that, we want to gain muscle. The opposite of a deficit. We want a surplus, right? So if you want to gain about a pound of muscle, you know, per week, then we have to, yep, that's right. We have to have a surplus of about 500 calories every, and everybody's different. You know, you might be able to do a little more depending on how experienced you are with your dieting or your gaining, you know, cycle and phase and all that stuff. You know, some people when they're, when they've trained there, because it's very hard to, as crazy as it sounds, uh, it's easy to gain weight, you know, cause you can just eat whatever you want and fucking put it into your body, but it's hard to gain lean body mass, LBM which is another fancy way of saying muscle. It's hard because you have to have that surplus every day, but you also don't want to eat, have so much of a surplus that you get fat. And that's what happened to me when I was younger. That's why, like I said, when I was uh, in my 20s, you know, for a while there, I was just trying to get bigger. Like, I wanted to be bigger. And I got up to like, I don't know if you guys know this, maybe you do, but like there is a brief moment in my life when I, I was trying to get bigger, quote unquote, especially when I first became a trainer, like I was, you know, I've always been a smaller guy, you know, on all these guys at my fucking gym were all huge and some of them were on steroids and stuff. So like I wanted to get bigger. And so I, I ate a lot. I ate a lot. I ate a lot to creatine, and, you know, glutamine and all the supplements to help myself get bigger. And I was also eating more because I was in my mind trying to get bigger. But what I was doing was not eating the right foods. And I was just basically I was gaining fat on top of gaining muscle. I was gaining muscle, but I was also gaining fat with it and a lot of it. So I ended up getting up to almost 200 pounds, which is a crazy contrast considering the fact that I walk around at about 160 right now. Just like without even trying like... And if I was like dieting, you know, if like I wanted to cut and get a little bit leaner, I'd probably be at about 155. Um, when I finished the marathon last weekend, I weighed myself and I was a 153, but that's because I had been running for four hours. Um, so anyway, my, I, I think I made all my points um, as far as, you know, what it takes to, to gain muscle caloric surplus at least 500 calories uh if you want to lose weight caloric deficit also 500 calories and if you want to maintain you just got to know how many calories you burn and then you just put that amount into your body so if i burn 2,000 calories okay well i got to eat 2,000 calories so i can stay and keep all my muscle and just maintain what i have um cool 
Got it. So, um, anyway, um, I, uh, I was just talking about how, um, my body is already like, I don't think I'm 100% healed from my marathon, but it's pretty close and it's pretty incredible. Like I said, considering the fact that I'm 43 now and when I was 25, I ran my first one and I was exponentially more sore, but you know, like I said, I was about 170. I want to say I was, I was at least 170. Um, you know, when you run, running's hard. And when you hit that ground, I think I talked about it last week, but when you hit the ground, every stride, you know, you're, you're landing at 10 times what your body weight is. That's why when you see most successful long-distance runners, they're very skinny and they're very, they're muscular, but they're, they're, they're smaller. They have smaller frames because you don't want to carry around extra weight because you're hitting the fucking pavement, dude. Um, so that was one reason why my knees were so fucked up when I ran the first times because I was carrying around, you know, at least 10 extra pounds, but on top of it, I didn't train. I just didn't train how I should have. And I learned my lesson and then I ran a couple more, you know, after that, um, and kind of still, you know, was sore, but you know, progressively less. And now I'm just like, wow, I'm like. Yeah, like I was sore and achy for like two or three days and I didn't lift weights last week. I took a week off, but you're supposed to take a week off of weight training. You know, every, you know, everyone, everyone has different, differing opinions on this, but um, generally you're supposed to take a week off of lifting every 12 weeks. Some people will say eight weeks. Some people will say six. Like it really just depends on who you ask, but you could bet like every 12 weeks is a good a good time to take a week off. Um, and so I took a week off of lifting. I was still doing cardio. I was doing like hit training, which I haven't done in a long time because I've been training for this, you know, I was training for a marathon, but hit training, which we've talked about, I've had a couple guests on it that talked about, I don't know if you guys remember when I had uh, Xavier Kimbo back. Oh God, he was one of the first, he was probably like episode like 20 or something when we were still in the studio. And, um, you know, hit training, high intensity interval training, a very effective way to burn fat, um, in a much shorter amount of time. So, you know, I'm doing, you know, 40, 45 minutes worth of hit training, but I'm burning the same amount of calories that I would probably burn, uh, you know, running for an hour and a half or so, which is crazy, but you know, you still have to run because you still want to get those miles in because you got to condition your body for that. So, uh, it was fun to kind of bring that back last week. I was doing stuff with like the ropes and stuff like, you know, if you guys want, if you guys, I, I know I talked about it before, but like, you know, I talked about if you were going to get a treadmill or a bike or, you know, certain equipment that, you know, mach- cardio machines that you could invest in, um, a, a rope for cardio or for hit training is a very, 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 very inexpensive uh, tool to get. I know I talked about it before, like when I bought my rope a couple years ago, um, you know, you can get them for anywhere from like the cheapest I've seen them. I want to say like 40 bucks, you know, and upwards of up to like a hundred bucks, depending on like the quality of the rope and whatnot. But you get a rope for, you know, 40, 50 bucks, you know, wrap it around something that's not going to break. And that's pretty steady and fucking, you know, do some Tabata, some high inter- intensity, some, some high intensity interval training for, you know, 40, 45 minutes, dude, like you're going to fucking burn fat and you're going to gain muscle because it's basically like you're sprinting, you know, 
uh, you're just not using your legs. I mean, you're using your legs, but like you're not. My point is, you're not sprinting. You're just doing. You're working the same type of muscles, just mainly in your upper body when you're doing the ropes. So like, there's things like that that I've kind of been able to uh, reintroduce to my workout program last week and even this week too. Although I started running again, um, I waited. You know, I, I let my body heal, and I felt good. And this weekend, I was up in Washington up in Richland, Washington, and, uh, I, uh, I was like, you know what, man, I'm gonna fucking run, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how it feels, um, my hotel had a gym, which was lucky, I was lucky that my hotel had it, there wasn't any time fitness, but it was like 15 miles from me, which is like, oh, it's a little far to go to the gym, and the hotel had one, so I'm like, perfect, um, it was very cold where I went, um, it was like in the, tw- it was in the 20s during the day, and then it dropped below the 20s at night, and it was a, I'm not, you know, I'm at a point where I can't, uh, I can't dictate where I go to do comedy, when I go, you know, like, I have to reach out to them, they're not banging down my door still, you know, not yet, they will be, but it hasn't happened yet, so, you know, I just I'm 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 grateful for opportunities, and I've actually worked at this comedy club before. It's been a few years, but I got into an argument with this girl. So let me. Uh, I've told this story on the podcast before. I don't remember who the guest was, um, but I went to this comedy club, and I don't even remember the joke that I was telling, but. I was talking about like I wasn't making I wasn't making fun of fat people, but I, I I had talked about how you know being overweight is unhealthy. I don't remember what the bit was. It's been a, it's been a long time, but there was a girl in the audience who uh, you know took offense to what I was saying, even though she wasn't she she wasn't trying to listen. She was you know looking to be offended. Um, you know, bigger girl, and she's like, you know, I'm overweight, and my doctor says that I'm perfectly healthy, and I'm just like, okay, like, you're, you know, I don't talk about being a personal trainer on stage, because I feel like, one, a majority of the country cannot relate to fitness, or working out, or personal trainer, anything like that, you know, so it's just gonna not, I'm gonna lose half, more than half the audience, especially in certain places, you know, um, but like, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, dude, you're fucking arguing with somebody who's been a personal trainer for, at that point, you know, almost 20 years, not quite. Now I've been a trainer for over 20 years. And I'm just like, you're not going to win this fucking argument, dude. And it's, it's fucking, you know, like, like I said, she was looking to get offended. You know, one of those fucking millennial, you know, I like millennials, but some of them fucking are soft as fuck, both literally literally and figuratively, okay, and so she said, my doctor says I'm healthy, and I'm like, okay, listen, you might be overweight and be healthy right now, but I said, if your body fat is over a certain percentage, you are far more likely to have health-related, you know, things happen, high blood pressure, diabetes, you know, uh, cholesterol, all of those things, heart disease, like, I could, I could go on with the list, high triglycerides, you know, 
And she's like, oh, my doctor said I was healthy. I was like, really? Your doctor said you were healthy. And then now I'm just fucking getting pissed. She's like, yeah. I was like, I was like who's your doctor? She's like, he's my eye doctor. I was like, I was like, bitch, you fucking asked an eye doctor about being overweight, dude. And he, get the fuck out of here, dude. And she got mad. And she literally got up and left, right? And then I was doing another joke. Uh, you go, you guys know I have a lot of uh, pro, pro gay material. Like I'm very, I'm in very much in support of my friends in the LGBT, LGBTQIA plus community. I sell wristbands that are in favor of the gay community. You know that I'm sorry, the LGBTQIA plus community. Like I'm in support. Um, I get it. I'm on their side. I'm an I'm an ally, as they call it. Um, and but she didn't hear it again. She didn't listen. She just heard. And there's a difference when you hear someone. You're not really listening to them. And she was just again looking for reasons to get offended. But I had thought she left, and she was in the back of the room just trying to like wait it out, I guess. And then she heard me say something about gay people, and she's like, "Oh, now you're making fun of gay people too." I was like, "You're still fucking here, dude. Get the fuck out of here!" Like. And then she left, and then everyone started clapping and whatever. But anyway, um, I got, like, pseudo-banned from the club because of that. Because I had, like, a a manager, kind of, at the time. And I had, ha- I had you know, asked him to reach out. Because I had emailed the booker of that place a few times and hadn't gotten any response. And I was like, hey, can you reach out to this guy? Like, I want to work Jokers and... Uh, you know, some he ran his his name is David Tribble. He's a very famous uh, comedy booker. A lot of comics, like especially like the guys that are like ahead of me a little bit, talk about you know talk about triple runs and you know that was one of my first actually my first real road gig was doing a triple run uh, with my buddy Justin Justin Berkman who's been on the podcast before, uh, and uh, you know we went on a little triple run. We went to uh, Winnemucca, Nevada jealous if you guys haven't heard the brothel story of when justin and i went to winnemucca nevada i mean i i think we talked about it when i had him on the podcast uh actually it's been a couple years i'm gonna have to have justin on again um (laughs) but um (laughs) if you haven't heard it go to my album slut cakes available on apple podcast or on apple music uh, Spotify, Google Play, whatever, you know, wherever you're listening to this, you can find my album Slut Cakes. And uh, I think it's called The Brothel, the track, I want to say. Or was it called Winnemucca? I'm going to look this up. I can do this right now. Slut Cakes. Jamie, look that up for me. Yeah, there we go. Album. Uh, yeah, it's called The Brothel. Track number four. On my album titled Slut Cakes, uh, which came out in 2016. You're welcome. Uh, Damn, that was six years ago. That's crazy. Um, Yeah. Crazy. Um, So anyway, I... uh, uh, But that was my first... My first gig was like a triple run. I went... We went to this... We went to this casino in Winnemucca, Nevada. And went to the whorehouse. And we went to uh, this place called Klamath Falls, Oregon. And it was uh, I gotta have Justin on. I, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about the whorehouse when uh, he was on the podcast. But then we went to this gig in Oregon, and it was a Friday night. I remember, and uh, you know, it's one of those these venues that have like comedy, you know, once a week or maybe one. I don't. I think they have a weekly comedy show, and it's Friday night. It might even be just one a month. 
but it's definitely like the first Friday or whatever the fuck it is. But when they booked it, uh, they didn't have the foresight to know that the Oregon Ducks, who at the time were very good in football, and they're still pretty good, but you know they were like competing for national championships back then with Chip Kelly and such. Um, they had a game on Friday. I don't even know who they were playing, but their game was basically starting at 5, I want to say, and our show was supposed to start at 7. So Justin got a phone call. I don't know if Tribble called him or if the venue called him. Somebody called him and I was like, hey, you know, the Ducks are playing tonight, so they're not going to start the show until after the football game. And we were just like, ugh, this is never good. It wasn't a comedy club. It was like a like a bar with like a stage and stuff it's like whatever dude like these are the gigs that you you do when you're you know newer in comedy or you know or you just fucking want to work out your hour in front of people you know because you can't really do that in LA unless you're really famous and even then even the really famous people aren't really doing hours unless they're like you know Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle or someone performing like at a different venue you're not you're not doing an hour at the comedy club like maybe every once in a while but most of the you know if you listen to other comedians podcasts i tell you they got to go on the road because when you're in town when you're in la you're doing you know 10 to 15 minute spots you know so if you want to develop that hour you got to go so a lot of guys that aren't famous like me have to go on the road to be able to do that extended time so we were there and but we were just like oh man if they're gonna start this show after the game like that's not gonna be good because if the people are not there for comedy and they're there for the game, they're not going to want to listen to us after the game. And I want to say Oregon lost. I don't remember, but I just remember there being like the game ended and like everybody left and there was like five people in this in the audience, maybe six. I don't know, but it wasn't a lot. And the owner was like, you guys don't have to do uh, the whole show. You could just do an, like like an hour long show or a 45 minute show or like they cut the show in half whatever it was and uh so we we're like okay like whatever you know and it was just a bad <laughs> show <laughs> but like for me it was like my first like real road gig and i didn't care dude i'm like i don't i don't care i'm literally getting paid to do what i fucking basically have always wanted to do like i don't give a shit dude this is i'm li- this is the life dude you know so uh you know, but whatever, but that was a triple run, and then I did Jokers, like I said, a few years ago, and I pissed that girl off, and the guy wasn't emailing me back, and then I had my manager reach out, and he said that I was banned, that I wasn't allowed to do any of their rooms, I was like, what the fuck, dude, and I didn't know why, and my only thing was like, well, this only other gig that I did with him was this fucking gig, you know, with this girl, and, uh, and where she got pissed off. So anyway, so I uh, I didn't work it, and then so now I wanted to work it again because I mean I just like to work, you know. But he retired that guy, and then a different person took over, and so now she's booking the room. And so I reached out to her, and she liked my stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, cool," and, you know, set me up for the gig. And like I said, it's not like. <laughs> it's not a town that you're going to go to for vacation. Let's just put it that way. Okay, most people are stuck there. Matter of fact, I have a clip of a girl uh, where I'm asking. I don't even know how it came up, but you know, I was talking, mentioned the fact that I'm from California, and she raised her hand and said that she was from California. And I was like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" She's like, "I'm kind of stuck," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> you definitely are stuck." 
That's kind of what I described. But they have an amazing fucking barbecue place there. Shout out to Porter's Barbecue in Richland, Washington. I'm going to put it in my top five, you guys. It was that fucking good. I've been there before, but it's been a few years, like I said. So I was excited to go back and see if it was as good as I remember. And it fucking was, if not better. I also, you know, worked out and ran that day. That was the day I ran. So, yeah, I ran in the snow. But um, I'm going to kind of go back and forth here. But um, so the lady booked me, you know, and the first thing it's like, like I said, I'm grateful for every opportunity, you guys, until I get to the point where I can be a little bit more selective about the gigs I take. Um, I'm grateful. And first thing that kind of bothered me, this lady that runs these she runs this comedy club and a couple other places um is that there's a dress code and i don't fucking do dress codes dude okay like i have my style it's not like you know i'm not like a fashion icon but like i have the look that i like you know and that's what i want like that's what i'm most comfortable in it's some combination of rocking some cool jordans some jeans, maybe they're ripped, maybe they're not, but whatever, like nice jeans, you know, and then either a cool like vintage t-shirt or I'm also in a hoodie phase. I have a lot of hoodies now. So like a combination of those, like if you look at me on stage, that's what I'm fucking wearing. Every once in a while I might wear like a flannel or something, especially like if I'm in, you know, the middle of the country where that's kind of the look, you know, I like wearing flannels sometimes, you know, I have to be in the mood for it, you know, um, but we had a dress code and the dress code was first no ripped jeans which is god damn it dude are you fucking serious why not my ripped jeans cost more than whatever fucking slacks or whatever the fuck else you want somebody to wear like i buy nice jeans they just have holes in them because that's the style okay so i have literally i have two pairs of jeans that are not ripped okay two and i have like five pairs of jeans that have holes in them okay so anyway um so that pissed me off and we also have to wear a collared shirt can't wear a flannel though it has to be like a business attire shirt and you're just like fuck dude like why are we performing in a fucking showroom in vegas are you performing in front of fucking the king of saudi arabia are you performing at the white house correspondence dinner like am i hosting the grammys why the fuck do I gotta wear fucking business attire, dude, it's so fucking dumb, I almost fucking turned down the gig, but I'm in a place where I have to work, and I have to build my fan base, and I have to work on material, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, it just pissed me off, because, you know, it's like, you know, I'm an exaggerated version of myself on stage, you know, I kind of play it up a little bit, play it down a little bit, like, you know, I put on a performance when I'm on stage, but I'm very me, you know what I mean? Like I'm, these are my opinions. Some of them, you know, I might, I might reach a little bit just to make it funny and whatnot, you know, cause that's my job literally. But I fucking, I'm myself on stage. And I think that's one thing, um, you know, I, I've talked about it to people, but like, you know, even though. I enjoy having guests on the, I mean, the, the whole point of the podcast was to interview different people, and that's usually how they go, but there's a lot of comics, like Bill Burr, Tim Dillon, I can think of, that just do podcasts by themselves, you know, like, it's a thing, um, 
Theo, you know, does a podcast by himself. It's not uncommon, you know, and I felt that, you know, my comedy really started turning a corner when I started podcasting because it was just, you know, I'm able to, you know, maybe I have a funny thought and maybe I wrote it down at some point, but didn't try it on stage. And then in, in a conversation or in a rant, like I'm doing right now, it comes up and I'm like, oh yeah, I fucking, I said that shit. Like, let me, let me try that on stage. And like, it's really helped my writing. It's basically, you know, like I said, it's not, the podcast isn't 100% nonstop funny, but you know, I get it. I say funny things sometimes and it's kind of like an open mic in a sense for me because I'm exercising these thoughts. And so, uh, I just feel like I've gotten much better at stand up and I, I attribute a lot of that to doing these like podcasts, especially like the solo ones. So anyway, my point is, is, uh, I did this gig and I wasn't super excited about it, but you know, I flew into Seattle and, you know, I spent the night in Seattle, which is cool. Uh, it was really cold. And then I had to drive three hours east of Seattle to get to where I was performing. And I got to drive through the mountains in Washington, which I didn't really... Not that I didn't know that they had mountains, but I just never really thought about it, you know? They have a lot of mountains. And I'm telling you, like, there were parts that I was driving through that felt like I was driving through a foreign country. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it was... It was... It, I mean for lack of better word it was beautiful like there the mountains are full of snow and you just had this beautiful landscape and trees and I was just like fuck dude like and it made me feel like almost like like spiritual like I mean I'm driving you know like I've had a I mean I had a rough life obviously um but I've had you know, with the breakup and everything and just kind of like struggling, you know, to get my footing when I came back home and just, you know, all of that, you know, uh, it's been a struggle a little bit, you know, I've been very open about that. And I just, there was something about like how beautiful it was that I was just like, it just made me really happy, you know, and I, I can't explain it. It was, it was almost like, I was just like, fuck dude. Like, look at how fucking beautiful this shit is. Like, you know, regardless of, you know, whether I'm sad or, you know, missing my ex or, you know, figuring out, like, you know, new people that I may, you know, meet at some point and, like, you know, whatever. I was just like, man, like, look at this, dude. Like, not everybody gets to see this. And I'm getting to see this right now. And I got to come here and I'm going to get paid. I'm going to a job getting paid to do what I love even though it's not a dream job like this specific gig um it's still work man and you know there's you know there's only I don't know you know I don't know how many people get paid to do comedy but it's not a, it's it's not a lot considering that there's 300 million people in the United States like what like a thousand are comics like do you know what I mean it's like I'm I I I it was just a moment that is like a realization. It's like, fuck, dude, like I'm doing it, dude. Like I'm not, you know, I've talked, I talk about all the time, but like I'm not where I want to be, but like I'm making the right strides and it just really put me in a good mood. 
And then I got to the town and I was like, holy shit, what the fuck happened with where I was driving through? Like, why can't I be performing in a place like that? <laughs> this is not the same thing. It's just not like, a, it's a, it's a, it's a little town, dude. You know, if they call it the Tri-Cities area, there's like three cities that are right, like bordering each other. And so it's whatever, but, um, it was very cold. Like I said, it was, but it was very, also very gloomy and I check into my hotel and the hotel was fine. Like, you know, no roaches, which is great. Um, they had a gym. They had a steam room. They had a sauna. They had a game room with like, like a shuffleboard and, and cornhole and foosball. And then they had like a video game room too, where they had like all these big TVs and Xbox. And I think it was just Xbox. I don't know if they had plays. I didn't go and play because I'm not really a video game person. But I was like, this is pretty cool. And like I said, they had a gym. They had a pool. They had a jacuzzi. But there's only like five cars in the parking lot. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? How are you guys staying open? Only five cars, you know? Uh, and uh, I get to oh th- this is this is what I'm gonna try to uh, I, sorry I I told you I go back and forth <laughs> keep up uh, about the dress code so I'm fucking pissed because it's like I said I'm grateful for this opportunity but at the same time when I walk on stage and I'm wearing a collared shirt like it first of all I feel like it makes me look older and I like to kind of hide my age a little bit I feel like uh, I don't know. I'm not embarrassed of my age, but like, I do wish I was a little younger, dude. Like, you know, I'm about almost halfway through my life, I think, you know, and it's like, fuck, dude, like I'm kind of middle aged. Like, it's fucking weird, you know, I'm, and I'm, I've, I've outlived my mom. We've already discussed this. Um, and I just, you know, I like to not, you know, have people know how old I am. But then I talk about it on stage now. And so it's like, whatever. But but if I step on stage with a collar, you're like, oh, this is this guy must be like, you know, it make, I feel like it makes me look older, even though I look good in the collar and people online were all very kind. And when I posted that I wasn't happy about wearing it, they're like, you look great. And I'm like, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, I have some great followers. I also have some fucking hater ass followers. So whatever. There might even what's crazy is that people follow me just to see like what I'm doing. But like. They look at all my stories, every single fucking one of them, but they never like anything that I post. I'm I'm doing like in quotation marks. They don't they don't like it. They don't comment. They just but they look at every like you're so fucking enamored with me that you fucking watch every single fucking thing that I do, but you can't just show me some love on a post. What the fuck kind of person does that, dude? It's fucking weird. It's very very fucking weird. But anyway. Um, I do have some great followers that were very kind when I was talking about how I didn't want to wear this collar and, you know, people were kind enough to tell me that I look good. And so I was like, I know I look good. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like it gives people an, uh, an idea already. Like when they see me, like when they see me on stage, how I normally dress with a t-shirt or a sweater and like, oh, this is a, you know, this is a cool guy. Like he's, you know, probably pretty hip and, you know, he's not he's not a nerd, you know, he probably does okay with the ladies, like, he's got some style, like, he's got some nice shoes, and, all right, cool, let's listen to this guy, when I got a collar, they're like, okay, this guy going to a business meeting, I don't, fuck it, I don't like it, and I, I just, I just didn't feel comfortable, and, you know, doing comedy is all about, well, first of all, being comfortable on stage, but also being comfortable as yourself, you know, and representing, you know, presenting yourself, and that's, that's what I was talking about, how I'm myself on stage, but part of me being myself 
is what I'm wearing. And so it just bothered me. And then I fucking show up to the gig, you know, in this fucking tiny town. And I got, so the place that, that where the comedy club is, it's a casino, but they also have a comedy club and they also have a bowling alley. So there's a lot of shit going on. And I show up to the venue and the parking lot's packed. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. I mean, it's packed. I have to look for parking. And I go into the comedy club. You know, I get there about like half an hour before the show starts the first night. And there's like fucking five people in the audience. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Why are why is the parking lot full? But there's only five people in here. And, you know, the guy introduces himself to me, blah, blah, blah. And then people kind of start to trickle in there ended up being like 15 people at the fucking show the first night and i'm just like why the fuck am i getting dressed up for these fucking working class people that aren't even coming to like this is fucking dumb dude it it pissed me off and i'm in a shit fucking town and i was just like god and it's cold there's nothing to do you know there's snow all over the place it had just snowed a couple days before i got there and I'm just like, ugh. And then the next day, you know, so I, I worked out the first day I got there, whatever. It, the, I will say the club does feed us. So that's nice because, as you guys know from listening to this, not every club feeds us. Um, and uh, then, you know, second day I kind of had a list. Like I was going to work out. I was going to run. I was going to try to run. I wasn't sure if my body would let me. Um, and then I was going to go to that barbecue spot that I told you guys about. And I wanted to see a movie. The last time we performed there... Um, I went with my buddy, Big J, who's not been on the podcast, actually. He's not really a fitness guy, but, I mean, what does that matter at this point? <laughs> uh, he, uh, we went to saw and saw a movie the first night, and I went through. There wasn't really anything out. I wanted to see Black Panther, but it started, like, none of the movies. They didn't have any late showings of any movies. Like, the latest movie was at 9, and I was just like, fuck, dude, I hate this fucking shit town. Why don't you have a 10 o'clock movie or 10.30 movie or an even 11 movie, you know? There's a lot of places you can see movies at midnight, dude. Why the fuck are we showing the last movie at 9? Probably because there's no one fucking there. Just like at the at the fucking comedy show. So, anyway. Um, so, I work out the next day, you know, and I go for a run. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to try to go for a run. And it's 28 degrees outside. And there's snow everywhere. So, I'm like, fuck. Got to bundle up. But I figured it was going to be cold. So, I brought all this stuff so that I could bundle up and I go and I fucking ran six miles in the snow dude in 28 degree temperatures and you know I'm gonna be honest it wasn't that bad the worst part of it was like there was like there's like a river right behind the hotel and like a, a trail along the river but because it had just snowed like a lot of parts were icy so I had to like be careful I couldn't like run through some parts I had to like I ended up running along uh, like in, in a decent, probably like a mile or so. Um, I ended up just running literally in the snow because the, the, the trail was too slippery. And I think I kind of rolled my ankle a little bit cause my ankle has been sore the last three days, but it's fine. I'm a big boy. I could, I can, I I've been running since. So, uh, yeah, it was great. Like I, it just, you know, mentally, I was like, fuck, am I really going to run in 28 degree weather? And, you know, I, I had posted about it on Instagram, but I'm like, five years ago, dude, I ain't running in fucking 28. Before before I, I, I spent that time in Oklahoma, 
I am not running if it's less than 50 degrees outside. Like, that's just too cold. But once I was in Oklahoma and I was, you know, I had that that date of the marathon that I had to train for, it was like I had to get those miles in because if, if not, like, you're not going to be able to do the whole thing. Like, you got to the, – the most important thing – I mean, the most important thing about marathon training is, you know – here we go again. The most the most important thing about marathon training is, uh, you know, getting to the finish line, getting to the starting line healthy, like, you know, just having your body hold up. Because if you're, for some people, you know, they, they, they don't have any kind of background in running, but they want to do a marathon because it's, it is a great feat. Um, an accomplishment that you can say that you did no matter what you you know no matter what your time is you can say yeah I fucking ran 20 or walked 26.2 miles like that's a long ass fucking way you know uh, but you know if they're training and you know there's a lot of people get injured during training I mean it's happened to me twice in the last you know year or so I've had little setbacks where I had to push my race back for various reasons bone spur fucking knee issues you know back issues with my fucking slip disc that gets re-aggravated every once in a while um, but the point is is uh you know when when you commit to like okay i have a, a race this day so i have to get these miles in i couldn't use the cold as an excuse when i was in oklahoma you know like i had to run you know at times when it was you know in the 30s and even in some point, you know, sometimes in the 20s, like, and I, I just, I built up, you know, as, da as David Goggins would say, I calloused my mind and pushed through those severe, you know, conditions. And then, you know, I just kind of kept pushing it. And so I kind of got used to, I, I don't love running in the cold. You know, I, I, I obviously, I live in Southern California where it's, you know, it's literally going to be 75 degrees on Christmas, you know, like that's what I'm used to. Um, but you know, I had to, I had to also learn how to run in the cold and I learned, okay, you got to get gloves. I got, I got those. You got to get ear warmers. Sometimes you got to get two ear warmers. Sometimes you got to have two gloves. You know, you have to have a warm layer on the bottom and maybe something over that as well. You know, I kind of figured out what works for me to keep me warm while I'm running. And, uh, and then last April I remember when I was in Minneapolis I had to run I think it was like 18 miles and it was 18 degrees and I fucking toughed it out then too and I'm just like fuck dude like I got it I can do this like it's not it's not the ideal scenario but it's like I know that I can do it and I'm just going to keep pushing so you know I ran the miles up in Washington and it was great and you know I fucking I felt great afterwards and I'm like fuck dude here I am you know 15 plus years ago a marathon fucking wiped me out and made it to that I couldn't even have full strength in my legs for like you know almost a year and now here I am 43 years old a week after running a marathon and I'm already back out there fucking running with no pain and it's like fuck dude my body has acclimated to this new reality that I've you know kind of been putting it through and now I want to keep just kind of pushing it just a little bit further and see what else we're doing, you know. Um, but um, 
there was a, an incident. So that, so the second night at the comedy club was fine. You know, I had the barbecue that day, so that kind of made it worth it. But the town is a very sad town. Very, the weather was gloomy. You know, it didn't snow, but it had snowed, and it was still very cold and gloomy. I mean, that's basically Washington. You know, that's why the Cullens moved out there because they, you know, knew that there would be hardly any sun. And if you don't know who the Cullens are, seriously, what the fuck, you guys? Come on. Are you fans of me or what? The Cullen family? Only vampire royalty? Come on. I'm not even going to tell you. If you don't know, that's on you. Google the Cullen family and see what comes up. And if you don't know and then you Google it and then you find out, it's going to actually crack me up. Please let me know that you did that for me. Thanks. Okay, bye. Uh, but I had to drive back to Seattle and I got caught in a snowstorm on the highway and I'm telling you guys, I thought I was going to die. I was terrified for my life. I cried a little bit. I checked the weather and there were no ports, no reports of snow. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, cause I knew I had to drive back through the mountains that were covered in snow, but there was no snow in the forecast. So I'm like, okay, cool. Drive back. I got to catch a flight and go back home. And I got caught. First, I got caught in crazy fog, which is scary enough. And then it started snowing. And I'm like, ah, Petey doesn't know how to drive in snow because he's literally done it maybe twice. But it was not for an extended period of time. What the fuck am I supposed to do under these conditions? And like I said, I was terrified, you guys. I could not. I could barely see. It got to the point where it was snowing so much that I couldn't even see the lines on the freeway. And so I ended up just getting behind an 18 wheeler because they were kind of, they had kind of carved out a lane of sorts, you know, where I can kind of keep the tires basically just following in their, in their tire. I was going to say following in the footprints, but like whatever you call the tire marks. And I just rode on the tails of an 18 wheeler for like, I don't know, probably about two hours, maybe, give or take, Uh, maybe not that long, but it was at least an hour, and it was, I was just like, there was one part where, like, it got really snowy, and, like, I kind of felt my car slip, not my car, I mean, well, the car I was in, it was a rented car, I didn't drive up there, I flew up there, and then, anyway, uh, but it was fucking scary, dude, like, I mean, like, I really, I really thought I might die, and I didn't. And I don't ever want to do that again. But it was like one of those things where it's just like, like I said, there wasn't snow in the forecast. I couldn't stop anywhere because we were literally driving through the middle of nothing. And I couldn't push my flight back because the weather, it was supposed to snow like in a couple of days. It just wasn't supposed to be snowing when I was there. But I'm like, I can't push it back because I got to, then I have to stay at a hotel and then I got to pay for that. And then it's not going to let up. Like I have to get back to the airport like one way or another. And I got to take this rental car back. And it's just like, we're going to fucking do this. If I die, like I, I wasn't, I didn't want to die, but you know, the thing that kind of like really just kind of helped me stay calm was the fact that there were trucks. And I'm like, well, if they could fucking drive through this, like they must know something that I don't like, maybe it's fine. It just looks scary. And you just got to drive slower, you know, which was, definitely something I did I was going very slow while I was doing this and I was thinking just thinking about my family and thinking about all the shit that like maybe I could have done differently or <laughs> I ever really thought I could die dude and 
is very dark uh, figuratively and literally drive home but I made it back to the airport took the car back came back and it's just you know on to the next one man I got a lot of gigs coming up over the next few months man like I really hope and I really feel I got an email from the guy that uh, I've been waiting on that that runs the cruise ships or he doesn't run it but he books the comics he doesn't book them there's someone else that books them but he's like the middle person um, that you know they're gonna start maybe getting some people on within the next month or so so I'm just like fuck dude I hope you know between me and you you guys if everything goes well and I think it will um this is going to be the year where I can quit, you know, being a personal trainer and just support myself 100% with comedy. And that's really been the dream since, you know, not since I started comedy. Because when I started comedy, I was like, yeah, I want to try this. Like, I want to see. And then I became addicted, obviously, instantly. But I never thought that I could get to the point where, like, I would start making money and, you know, headlining comedy clubs and you know, I, mean, I don't headline all of them, but I do headline some of them, and I'm gonna keep headlining. Ah! Sorry, I don't know why the fuck that keeps happening. Uh, you know, I, I never thought I would get to this point when I started comedy ten years ago. You know, and it's just like I'm, I'm. I'm so close. And if you're listening, I know you support me. And if you don't support me, why the fuck are you listening to this? Are you one of those fucking hater ass bitches that fucking follows me just to see what I'm doing, but not really like fully? That's fucking weird, man. But I'm pretty sure most of the people, if not all of the people listening to this, support me. And it's just like, I'm really close to you guys. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's what kept me going knowing that I'm literally that close to living the life of my dreams and I, I, I'm pretty calm nope I'm going to say it I'm putting it out there right now 2023 is the year that I do com- I start doing comedy full time we're going to it's out there it's out there 2023 is going to be the year and I hope you know, if any of my clients are listening, you know that I love you guys. And some of you guys, maybe I'll still train you guys a little bit, but it'll be my choice. But I want to get to the point where I, I'm going to get to the point where I don't need to train anymore. And then that'll be fun. So, um, that being said, you guys, um, you know, holidays are always hard for me because of, you know, my mom and just my life. (laughs) You know, um, but, you know, luckily I'll be able to spend it with my my brothers, um, my family. And that's really what, you know, the holidays are about is spending them with people that you love, you know, whether it be friends, family and such. So um, that being said, we got I'm going to keep doing it. I I thought about taking like a couple weeks off for like the holidays, but it's like, no, dude, you know, we're finishing this fucking year strong. I wanted to give you guys a good educational episode um, heading into the new year about nutrition and stuff. I have a 
couple people I'm working on that could even further that conversation, but, you know, with my schedule and everything, it's just like, ugh. Um, I don't want to make any promises that I can't keep, but that is the plan. So, um, with that being said, leave a review, you guys. Come on, help me out. If you're listening to this, leave a fucking review. Spotify, Apple, whatever, rate it, you get it. Um, if you're listening to this, um, hopefully this comes out on Thursday. Um, I'm going to be at the Grand Comedy Club down in, uh, it's actually not quite San Diego, it's Escondido. Um, or if you're a Latin like me, you say Escondido, which means, uh, I think it's like uh, a type of enchilada. Actually, I don't fucking know what Escondido means, but um, I'll be at the Grand Comedy Club on Friday night, two shows, and then uh, next week, I'm going to be down at Hermosa, my old stomping grounds, Hermosa Beach at George Lopez's uh Chingon, Mas Chingon Kitchen, I think it's called. Uh, that's Wednesday the 28th. Um, and I just booked something for the 30th. I don't fucking remember what it is. So, um, And then uh, if you're looking forward to next month, what? I'm very excited because I'm going to be in at the House of Comedy in Edmonton, Canada. Um, January 18th through 22nd. I'm very, very excited because I've never been to Edmonton. Um, and I, it's I from what I hear, the comedy club is in the Mall of Canada, I guess. Like kind of like we have the Mall of America, they have the same version, but in Canada. So that'll be exciting. But anyway, um, don't forget to leave me a review, you guys. That'll be your Christmas present to me. Leave a review, rate, subscribe, all those good things. This has been the camera ads ten pounds. I'm your host, Peter Sirs. Thank you for listening. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, even though I'll be back next week. Uh, Happy holidays, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.